We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Thursday morning edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Jeffrey Wright going to be on the horn here in a few minutes for his normal Thursday morning um, appearance with us. One college football game remaining, obviously, TCU and Georgia for the national title on Monday night. But a lot more going on in the uh, the football and the sports world. Ole Miss basketball returning to play Saturday, 1 o'clock, Mississippi State, the uh, the opponent for that one. That is in Starkville, uh, CBS, the, uh, the, the network, the TV station for that game. The Rebels coming off the 20-point loss to Alabama in Tuscaloosa on Tuesday night. So uh, all that and more coming up today on the show. The Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Get lunch specials. Get uh, get into the hot case. You got ribs. You got chicken. You got a lot of different options to take care of. Dinner tonight, lunch today, whatever you want, side items, dessert, and more. Every lunch special comes with any size fountain drink and the bread of your choice uh, also there with that deal. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. I just remembered I didn't start the uh, audition on this. Do you want to just pull it off the YouTube later? Okay. I'll hit it just in case from here. Sure. Either way. I'm always trying to minimize the edit. Yeah. And I, by God, minimized, you minimized the edit. it, didn't you? Did indeed. It's all good. It's fine. There you go. Uh, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Uh, I've done it four times. Haven't regretted it once. Uh, probably will do it again before too terribly long. Uh, you get great service. Corey wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. I'll prove to you what it means when you make the call. 662 257 1900 we're going to be joined by jeffrey wright in a minute don't forget if you want to sponsor the uh mpw digital hotline holler at us we can make something happen oh, okay um go to jeffrey in one second yes it is uh it is cbs somebody asking why that game is on but that is where it's at on, one o'clock uh, is that what you said 
So. One o'clock. Yes. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, one o'clock CBS. It is a part of a double header. The opening game of the double header is Vanderbilt at Missouri. So Vanderbilt, Missouri, Ole Miss, Mississippi State on mm. CBS Saturday. Missouri's a fun watch. I know they lost last night. Dennis Gates, Did they lose? They lost. Uh Arkansas came back from seventeen down and, and won, okay. but they're a completely different team than they were a year ago, two years ago. Lots of energy, lots of pop, and they get up and down the floor. The other non-SEC game on Saturday, Kentucky at Alabama. That is a noon start in Tuscaloosa on ESPN. So, got that. That. So far. Good morning. Good morning. This actually works. Can you hear us? Y'all sound great. Sounds like a brand new studio. We can hear him. It appears to be going on the screen. I mean, my God. I, I, I'll i be honest, just because things typically don't work out like that for us, I did not give that much of a prayer if we're just being completely frank right now. Oh, why don't we just play along and go, wow, Neil, you, you pulled it off. <laughs> I was about to say, new year, new Neil. I mean, <laughs> why not just go, son of a bitch? <laughs> Never gouge you for a second, Neil. No, well, that makes one of you. Well, in fairness, I didn't doubt you because I didn't know it was going to be. When Chase is like, well, we'll try it. We'll give it a call. It's like, uh, okay. I, I I, didn't doubt you because I didn't know it was going to be a fingers crossed situation. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a lot. I'm, I'm interested the next time you come to town for you to come over and see it. You'll, you'll. So I, did you add square footage or is it just because no. I saw where you wrote, you wrote like, it's easier to clean up. Is it just because it's like a, a better design? You've been in our house many times. Um, so what I did was that little room where we'd set up the studio for years was, yeah, it was just too small. And so it was getting cramped. It was, and, and you couldn't clean it because there were so many wires on that table. You couldn't, you couldn't get in there. You couldn't maneuver. And so I, you know, you finally get to that place where, look, two of our kids are gone, and Carson doesn't ever come in this big bonus room that we have. That we, I'd cleared everything out because a year ago it was going to be a, a gym, right? We're going to turn it into a place to work out. Well, you know how that works. Um, uh -huh. I, was the, I was the only person that worked out. And um, Carson would lift in here, but if he dropped the weight or something, it sounded like the house was going to fall, fall down. And, and well, they're like, just at the point where you just rather work out at school. Yeah. And I was like, look, I'll buy you a gym membership, go to snap. Yeah. Cause he's 16. Now he can drive when, once you're 16, you can work out without a parent mm -hmm. supervising you. So he can, he can go to soccer and then he can go to the gym, which is what he does. And he can go lift on his own. So he doesn't need to lift here. So I said, we got this big room. I'm, I'm going to move it upstairs. And, once I discovered that the Wi-Fi would be strong enough to move it up here, I just said it's going to make more sense. And so we did, and it's just, it's got more room. I can maneuver when, you know, like when, when I'm not doing podcast, it's a bigger office. I can put more stuff in it. I've got access to the TVs. There's, it's not perfect, but it's a lot cheaper than it would have been to go rent office space someplace in Oxford and set up and all that stuff and just well, updating the these the hardware there's there's fewer things there are things that do new things it, there, you know we had that huge compressor that was just sitting there not really doing any there was just stuff everywhere and there's not any there's not as much stuff yeah and there's also just something to be said from for like all right well 
There's a convenience of having it in your home. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the thought of having to get up every morning and, and drive to an office. Oh, is, really? Huh? Getting up and driving every day? No one ever said it wasn't good to be number one. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, hey, we, can, we can switch this out. You can, you can reimburse. Um, it, it, was, it was not cheap, but, uh, but it, we pulled it off. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you. When, it if, looks good. When it's you great. come in and see it, I think I actually think you'll shed a little tear of pride. Uh, it, 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 we've Look come a long like, way I'm, since the first camera, day. Camera switching and stuff, angles. I mean, got a lot going on, Jeff. Yeah. Now, also though, I do feel like you're having to like. It feels like you're kind of experimenting with the proper poses because it looks like the camera is maybe kind of at like a side angle. Is that's that's something I've noticed. Well, you got. This camera on me, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're watching right now. We got this camera on me, and then that camera on him, and I think we're still sort of figuring out the main shot. I mean, as, as you're aware, aware aware of, to get that correctly, you would need an extra person to just work on camera angles. I mean, when you're doing the show, it's a lot harder to go, "Oh yeah, I should be moving this," or "They're they've shut up," or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, that's that's kind of uh, yeah. Obviously, that helps. Although I don't know now. Supposedly now there's so much AI that like, you know, I, yes, if you have someone actually running the production aspect and moving the camera, someone actually directing the show, it makes it much easier. But I mean, for God's sakes now, guys, they're putting cameras on top of like high school press boxes and the thing just follows the game and doesn't screw up. Really? It's unreal. Yeah. And they, that technology like five years ago. Yeah. Come a long way from what was it? It was the AP that used the computers to write the AP game stories for baseball for a little while. That was like five, six, seven years ago when it started and everything. Have you seen this there. new? There's like this AP, this AI software now that like you, you'll type in, you'll type in like kids are never gonna have to write a paper ever again. Like you'll type in like the brief facts and then it'll write better probably than you could. Oh, that's interesting. So I've got a buddy that and like before everyone rolls their eyes, I've got a buddy at MLB. And he said, like, they were kind of they were kind of experimenting with it to see, you know, if they, they could change, like, some of their captions, some of, the, like, the like the e-blast and, and, I guess, the online stuff. And let's just say uh, I'm pretty confident Major League Baseball is having uh, online updates written by AI. Oh. It's interesting. Not, not surprised. I was talking. I mean, we're literally, we're guys, we're like, I don't know. We're we're years away from being irrelevant. How how many years? Because I I, I've got, I don't know. I've got I, I, I think I think you're probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I think maybe the back nine of my career, the back nine of my career, maybe maybe I'll be in trouble. But like, yeah, it, it feels like we're we're doomed. We're getting smarter and dumber at the same time. As things get smarter, it makes it too easy. We're getting dumber. And, oh, and people get that, people that, are getting that's, dumber. That's that that's the problem. I actually think though it makes sense. We're doing what I think at least dudes are wired to do, which is expend an incredible amount of energy to get shortcuts later. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like think about like all the time you wasted in high school trying to cut a corner. If you would have probably just like sat down and done the work and maybe learned the material, you probably would have been better off, but it was the thrill of thinking maybe you had found a shortcut. And I think that's kind of what we're doing with AI. Like we're coming up with these amazing like innovations, but
But really, all we're trying to do is make stuff easier on us, and I think that will be there will be a backfire at some point. Well, I'll tell you this: I started um, a push this week. I'm helping uh, helping my 16 year old get through AP U.S. history, and there's a lot there's a lot of studying. There, we did we did an hour, a little over an hour last night, day one. So it's so much reading. It is so much reading. I was yeah. reading last night. Yeah, and it's really yeah. I read, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of reading, and it's a lot of reading that you don't care about. Um, I was very, pleased. I'm not saying you in general, I'm saying one yeah. in general, I one was, does not care about. I was very pleased that it appears that the, the path that we're on is the actual history, not the fable history, like the Columbian exchange, Christopher Columbus mm -hmm. coming to the quote, new world. And it was just, you know, there's this, I think if, I think if you went on the street and you asked a hundred people, a hundred morons, because most people are idiots. Um, they are really, I mean, they are, you know it, I know it. I, I think if you asked them, they would actually believe the story of Columbus came over here and this was just like a plot of land and he just discovered it and settled it when that wasn't the case whatsoever. Zero no, he also, just he also thought Indians he found India, so that's kind of another, that's like another strike against him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, Jeff, and I, I know that you've got a little different market in Memphis. For the most part, though, you can hit a lot of SEC football. We're sort of in like this, I, mean, I don't know what we did to deserve the, the bounties, but we get freeze back in at Auburn. Uh -huh. hires Bobby Petrino yesterday. I mean, it, it is just keeps coming up roses so content can, every like, single day. Let's go to Petrino because I, I need some I need some uh, color, if you will. Yeah, sure. And I understand Petrino adds plenty of color, but I, someone fill in the blanks for me, I guess, is what I should should have said. The first rumor after Jimbo fires Daryl Dickey, the first reports are Petrino. Uh, do I have that timeline correct? His yes. name popped up very quickly, yes. Yes, they, it, they, they went down the road up, a little bit. And it popped up from legitimate people, not from Petrino, you know, Petrino alkalites, if you will. Yeah. Although, if there is such a thing. Because one thing that you can safely say about Petrino is anyone that's worked for him is like, F that guy. Okay, then all of a sudden, it winds up, Barry Odom gets the UNLV job, and then Petrino takes the UNLV offensive coordinator job. Yep. And seemingly, it seems like that's done. Either something fell through with A&M or maybe in the end, Barry Odom goes, you're actually going to get to run the offense at UNLV. Whatever the reason may be, he takes the UNLV job. So we circle back a month later. Three weeks. So did Jimbo get turned down multiple times and had to circle back to Petrino? Or was this an example of they just threw so much money at Petrino, he finally said yes? I think two things can be true at once. Um, I think Jimbo kicked the tires or had people kick the tires for him on some guys. And some guys were very interested in the money and the opportunity and the talent. Because that's the part, like, and I can almost feel Chase rolling his eyes right now. The part that nobody can deny is that this is going to be an immensely talented roster. Maybe one of the five to ten most talented rosters in the country. So coaches are are intrigued by it, but there were coaches who were just not convinced whatsoever that two things. One, Jimbo would let them run the offense, and that two, 
the moment there was adversity, and in this league there will be adversity, the moment there was adversity that he wouldn't use, he wouldn't do the Hugh Freeze, Phil Longo plan, which is, hey, I'm going to let you do this and, until the first drive doesn't work, and then I'm going to fire you, and I'm going to take the play. Oh, no, 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 even better. No, Hughes was way more uh, manipulative. He was going to let him call the offense those first three games, and then they were going to, they had Alabama and Auburn. Remember, they were going to get shellacked, which they did in those games, and then he was going to save the day against Kentucky. That's correct. So there was a concern that that's what, uh, that's what Jimbo would do with those guys. And there are names. I'm not going to name them because I don't think it's fair, and I need to get a little more information on it. But I, I have heard, I've heard two names that I really believe, and there's a third that I think is probably true as well. Anyway, then I think they went back to Petrino, and they threw a absolute gob of money at him, so much so that he was like, "Screw it, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take the chance." And his person, this is look, this this is volatile, because this thing could go either one of two directions. One. For all of Bobby Petrino's flaws, the guy's an offensive genius. Oh, he can scheme up offense. He might be. And we talk about Kiffin being an elite play caller when Kiffin's dialed in calling the plays. When Petrino's dialed in calling the plays, that dude is, he's top 1%. Well, and unlike Jimbo, like he innovated. Yeah. yeah. He looks different depending on the personnel. Jimbo right. got one way he's doing things. I mean, you watch Missouri State with their talent and watch some of the stuff that they do offensively, it's pretty. I mean, it's really good stuff. And it's not like you're getting – it's not like your quarterback crop at Missouri State is is premier either. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're taking kind of some chopped steak and being asked to make a gourmet meal of it, and he does it sometimes. So, But his personality is such that if Jimbo tries to take it over from him, he's going to fight back. So I, it's going to go one of two ways. There's no in-between here. A&M's either going to be a rolling ball of butcher knives on offense, or that's going to be as the world turns in the offensive meeting room pretty quick. So I guess the only question, though, that I have is, I mean, they, they've had talent. They've never had a quarterback. And I know I just said, you know, Petrino doesn't have to have an elite quarterback, but he's always had quarterbacks that like he's handpicked. He hasn't handpicked any of anyone on the roster, presumably. Like, I don't know. I I will say tip I'll tip my cap to AM. They have made themselves to me the certainly the most interesting team coming into the year. Not even a doubt. They're the wild card team. Well, if, so I'm, I've got the schedule in front of me. So New Mexico win to start the season. Then they go to Miami. That's a win. I think so too, but I mean that that's just the ultimate example of like immovable immovable object versus unstoppable force. Like which team can have more talent and do less with it is Miami and AM. It feels like they're destined to do this forever. Uh Neil, I'm not sure how your Warhawks gonna be this year. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna play them close, but okay. uh, yeah. But you think you're gonna give them the win. So you've got them at three and Auburn comes to town. I think they're going to be 4-0. Yep. At Arkansas is fascinating because that's kind of where it feels like that's always kind of where their season tilts one way or the other. Now, is that in Dallas again? Or is it actually in in, Arlington? It's in Arlington. Arkansas will be the home team this time, but it's in Arlington. Okay. Arlington or whatever. Arkansas gets to wear the dark colored jerseys. Yep. Gotcha. And, I mean... I think it's a win. I think they're five and zero. Oh. 
I think they beat Arkansas. I think they're five and zero after. And that's that's if they're just semi-functional. And here is the stretch of stretches. Yep, here we go. Alabama at home. Mm-hmm. At Knoxville. Ooh. Open date because we don't have bye weeks, y'all. It's just a it's a self scout. Yeah. South Carolina at home. Mm-hmm. At Oxford. Mm-hmm. State at home. ACU uh, on SoCon Saturday. Okay. Yeah, Abilene Christian. At- at LSU to finish it on November 25th. So the thing that's interesting to me is obviously they avoid Georgia, but can't you make an argument right now? They'll be playing the second and third teams in the East, at least presumably coming into the season, Tennessee and South Carolina. Yeah. yeah although sure. I think Tennessee's going to take a step back. I mean, they could, but you could also tell me that they're not going to fall to fourth in the East. No, yeah. Florida's not passing them. Kentucky's not better. Missouri's not better. Vanderbilt's not better. The wild card, I guess, and that's Florida. Yeah. But, Florida's rating when Florida's going to to the Memphis defensive line to get to get players, I got questions. I just want it stated for the record, and Neil can attest to this. I I got big questions about the Billy Napier thing. That just felt like it was just so so bizarre to me from the very beginning. I gotta tell you, I saw them in person in the Vegas Bowl. And I have and I, I know it's a meaningless December bowl game, and they were playing a good team. Oregon State's good, and they cared. And yeah, Oregon State cared. They were they were juiced. There were tons of Oregon State fans in Vegas. Um, I mean, they were everywhere. Credit to them because otherwise that stadium is crickets. But I, I, I it's not a certainty that Billy Napier gets it done at Florida. It's just not. I just never understood. I never understood why people were like, why did Billy Napier start the calendar last year? And I also am starting to wonder whether or not he did and whether or not that became perception. Because it seems entirely possible to me that maybe Lincoln Riley was actually setting the calendar. Oh, could be. Um, Napier's deal, though, is that there were multiple jobs that he could have gotten that he passed on. He he wanted, you know, he, which he I always say to which I always say allegedly. Uh, and it's true. I, I think look, he could have had Mississippi State. Could have had. I think he could have had South Carolina. He wanted LSU, waited on LSU. I think part of all the drama was him waiting on LSU, and then he didn't get it. He could have been right in the thick of Ole Miss. It's a little more complicated in some ways, but it, he could have been in there. Oh, well, if he picks yeah. up the phone, correct. But there's, yeah. but that's that's very different to him having every school waiting on him. Yes, yes. Well, Ole Miss, for example, didn't wait on him. No, he correct. wouldn't. He wouldn't take the calls. They're like, okay, next. But back to A and M for a minute. Am I crazy to say I think they could go 10-2? and two? Who's their quarterback? I don't know. It's Connor Wegman? Yeah, Wegman was sure. good. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was all right. He was better than Haynes King. Let's write this down. January 5th, Neil's back in the a camp Connor. again. Last year they were going 11-1. and one. They're going 10-2 and two this year. Hold up. Hold up. Before, we're, we're, before we're in. I understand Chase has, got, Chase has got an angle, and he's got a bit, and it's your shtick. I understand they that. Don't win. 
Well, they do though. Okay, but here's where here's where Neil's onto something. They don't win at the level of contender. They, they won in 2020 and they won in 2021. Whoa, whoa, whoa. did you just use a COVID year as, as a reason? No. Did you just use a COVID year as a reason? No, but they won in 2021. They did. But, I mean, like, they, they, and they had the, the Ole Miss man beat them in November and we acted like it was this major accomplishment. Ole Miss beat them in November. We're like, oh my God, the program has arrived. But their expectation is like 11 and 1, 10 and 2 floor. Yeah, I get Even it. if they go nine and three, I'm not giving them a cookie and going congratulations. But, but Neil's question. Neil's question wasn't, "Are we going to give them flowers?" Neil's question was, "Is he insane to think that they can go ten and two? Those are two. I'm looking questions. at this schedule, and I can get them to ten and two pretty quick. If they're five and zero, oh, they get Bama at home. I don't know what Bama's going to be, but I'll give them a loss. I think they could beat Tennessee. But even if you give See, them, see, this two is losses, actually the. I think this is the most interesting question of the off season. Sure. Who is running the offense in Tuscaloosa? I mean, as of today, it's Bill O'Brien. What's it but is that going to be the case next? Well, next I don't know. Week? If we finish the month, if we finish the NFL season on Monday, is that the case? I don't know. I, I mean, I, my guess is that Bill O'Brien's not there. So I guess this is the question: Do you have? If you could answer this, I think you could help me out. Would Bill O'Brien rather be the offensive coordinator at Alabama or the offensive coordinator at the Patriots? Patriots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think then he's gone. I do not think I do not think Belichick can do the Pat- Patricia thing again. No, New England, I saw the Patriots in person against the Raiders, too, and I can tell you just watching the Patriots sideline, that's not team harmony. Well, the funny thing is uh, you'll be proud to know this. Uh, as soon as that insane play happened, Aaliyah goes, Neil's there. <laughs> it was it was crazy. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in person. Because when he turns to throw the ball back, I'm like, what are you doing? So I believe that is the dumbest football play I've ever seen. In the NFL, at least. Like college I, is whatever, because it's college. Like it, dumb stuff happens. Like I think when you put that on paper, it's the dumbest play I've ever seen. Because yeah. the game was tied. It's not like it's one thing we've all seen it. I think it almost happened last or whatever state had it happen last week, but Illinois was down. The game was tied. Like, I truly think it's the dumbest play I've ever seen. I'm convinced he thought that they were behind. He got caught up in the lateral play. Yes. I, I and, think, and I that, think yeah, in the, yeah, in the yeah. split second that so, he had to make the decision, he thought they were behind. I think the guy that's not getting enough heat's Ramadre. Yeah. Cause if he just goes Ramadre, down, I think Ramadre pitched it to Myers and that made Myers freak out. Agreed. And it just in a split second he panicked. But I don't care how much you freak out. If I see Matt Jones open in the flat, guess who I'm not throwing it to? <laughs> I just don't think they were thinking. And then he throws it and I I was kind of looking there anyway. Right before he threw it, my eyes scanned from where I was sitting back and to the right. And I'm like there's nobody there. Like the whole Mac Jones part of this play, Mac Jones handed the ball off and thought, okay, we're going to overtime. Mac Jones had no time to process, oh shit, there's yeah. gonna he handed the ball off and thought, we're going to overtime. To which I guess you can make the argument or Belichick isn't getting enough flack. If you're not gonna run a play to the end zone, shouldn't you just take a knee? Yes. Yes. They Only bad things happen. There's so much blame that can go there. And if they end up one game short of the playoffs, they'll look back on that play and go, well, I can't was. tell. I can't tell which underdog I would rather punch in the face more, Mac Jones or Stetson Bennett. 
This episode of the podcast brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed, like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you, because when you feel empowered, you may be more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Look, I know sometimes, you know, you get help from friends and family, but sometimes you need a professional. Somebody with no preconceived notions, somebody can help you sort it out from the very beginning. They don't have any knowledge, any emotions to it. It's all about you and getting better with whatever it is that ails you. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash mpw podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss athletics foundation they want to thank rebel nation for the incredible support in 2022 for your generosity the champions now campaign nearing 52 million dollars they're looking forward to an even bigger 2023 so for info info on that or Ole Miss athletics in general give to athletics.com is the website and then uh, with basketball season heating up for the men's and women's programs Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. Podcast also brought to you by Prom Shrimp. Promshrimp.com, seven different flavors available for you. You can get everything from their newest option, the New Orleans-style barbecue. It is my new favorite. The signature is a favorite as well. Very versatile options. The full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo, or the Simply Shrimp, so you can season yourself for those with a few more discerning of a palate. But either way, you get it shipped directly to your door, and in fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Again, PrimeShrimp.com. We've been telling you the last few days it is king cake season with Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Let them help you out with a king cake from now. All you need is 24 hours notice. You call up. They've got some new flavors. They've got their uh, their cheesecake flavor, which was a huge hit, the pecan praline, the new blueberry cheesecake, all the different options there at Johnston Hill Creamery, all their cheeses locally and in-house every day. Order right online. Go to their Instagram page, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. To fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. You can also transfer those medications. You can do that easily. You make one phone call. They take care of the rest. G&M, Tyson Drugs, 662-236-2222. It's Stetson Bennett, and I don't even know why, why? necessarily. It is, though. He's the least inspirational underdog he of all. He's a Juco walk-on that is about to win two Correct. national titles. It is literally no Cinderella cool national buzz at all. He's freaking hated relative to what he should be given his background. Why and by the way, I don't, even have an, I don't even have an anti-Georgia thing. No. It is literally me just watching him like, I can't stand this guy. Why? He just reeks of douche. Yeah, he has this thing where he thinks it's him that's winning out there more than anybody else. And it's like, you're surrounded by nothing but 22-5. It's like, you're the worst player on your team. Yeah, I mean, shut up. But when they've played other people, they've lost. But don't you think that there are 
35 to 50 quarterbacks in the country that could do that? Yeah, but apparently there's not another one in Athens. Well, let me say this. <laughs> if if Because they Stetson, keep recruiting five-star dudes, and he keeps beating them out. Well, that let's also not let's not discount the Kirby dum-dum factor. Justin Fields was on his team, and he said, Jake Fromm's my guy. I, I, I get it. But like, look, Kirby's, not, Kirby's about to win two titles in a row. I mean, okay, I, but if let me say this: if if douchebags on Ole Miss's team is Ole Miss's record any different, and does he even beat out Jackson Dart? Does Stetson Bennett beat out Jackson last Dart? year? Like at the start of whatever, they both show up the same day, so no one's got an advantage. The one thing working in his favor is he's 25. Well, sure, there is a maturity and an age thing that does benefit you. Kiffin loves him some Jackson Dart. Um, be close. I bet he doesn't win the job. And I'll tell you this, if he did win the job, I don't think Ole Miss's record's any different. Yeah, I can buy that. Like, I understand what you're saying. He's a winner. That's fine. Like, whatever. Then uh, you better in the same breath. Everyone ever be criticizing Justin Herbert. But like we do this narrative with Georgia that they're this elite defensive team. And this year they're not that. So that's the question I had. What was more shocking to y'all on Saturday? The fact that TCU controlled the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball, or the fact that Georgia looked helpless defensively. Well, TCU, because I'm not shocked Ohio State scored points. On Georgia. No, because Ohio State has great receivers, yeah. and they have a talented quarterback. Like, I think you could have told me that situation happens, and I'm like, all right, I'm betting against it, but I get it. If Harrison doesn't get hurt, they win the game. C.J. Stroud was terrific. Like, that was the most confusing thing in the world. It's the best he's ever looked. He was fantastic. But he had the blackout game. After, yeah. he looked, after he looked completely incompetent against Michigan. Now, I think also, in fairness to Stroud, I think Ryan Day stopped coaching like, pardon my French, a pussy. In the Michigan game, they were they they were just like, well, we're just going to like, they thought they, I think they thought they could just like steer it to a win, and then they got punched in the mouth. And they didn't have any. They came out and they punched Georgia in the mouth. Hard. And they And they kept punching. Like the only criticism I think you could have of them is, should they maybe have gone for it instead of settling for the field goal? Not the not the last field goal, because that was whatever. You had to give yourself a chance. Like, that was your chance. But remember, like, when they made it a 13-point game, should they have gone for it? I could have listened to that. Yeah, my only criticism was when Stroud made that run, you've got to try to get 10, 15 more yards there. You've got to make it easier on your kicker. It's not like he's the best kicker in the world. You're like, hey, okay, championship on the line, 48-yarder, good luck, go. I mean, come on. Correct. When he shanks it, you can't be shocked. And he did just shank it, right? Yeah, there was no was, other issue. Oh, that was a, a duck hook. It was rough. Yeah. It was where he felt really bad for his parents sitting in the stand. But like then apparently like he said on the sideline, I wanted it on the right hash. And they put it on the left hash. Oh, I'm not surprised. I mean. <laughs> I, at all. Like, honestly, people can go, oh, that's. An ex no, I actually, that makes all the, knowing football, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I'd buy that. Georgia beats TCU, though. I'm betting on it. Yeah. What's the line? Is it 12 and a half? It's 13. Is it that big? It's okay. big. I mean, here's the thing. So this is the question for me. 
Is this the 2007 season all over again? Where it was just kind of now the one difference between 2007 and this is we've had one team that has been stably at the top, Georgia. Like they've whatever they bounced to two or whatnot when other teams have looked impressive. Oh seven was two loss LSU. Correct. Okay. And that was the year that everyone got to number two and lost. Yeah. So it was the Rich Rod year. Uh, Matt Ryan. Who South LSU Florida. Beat? LSU beat Ohio State. Yeah, that's right. In the dome. I covered that game. I couldn't remember who was on the other sideline. Right. And just a year of chaos. Is this that year? Or is this reflective of a changing of what the sport's going to be, where maybe it is more competitive? I think it's the latter. I hope it's the latter. Yeah, I do think it is. I think to the sport extent. needs it to be the latter. Well, that's for sure. I mean, no, the, I mean the, the sport I, I like needs, thought about it. The sport needs the college football playoff to resemble the NFL playoff. If it's going, and you have to accept it's becoming a postseason sport. You have to accept that. Sure, of course. Yeah. And maybe cool that's, that. maybe that's, that's the reality. Fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. I don't even have a problem with it. Whatever. Yeah, I do think it hurts. It hurts it a little bit, but it helps it on the back end. But does it yeah, still I change things for the seven and five team? Like whatever they're, I mean, it's the only thing college always has. The seven and five team still has the same goals no matter what. They and maybe the there's no going, going. We're just trying to go to the Music City Bowl. Okay. Maybe, maybe we're at the point where there is no going back. But I do think the more games that we've added, whether it be going from the BCS to the BCS national title game to the four-team playoff, every time we keep adding, we do keep detracting away from the regular season. What I think this is going to do, and this would be, I guess, if I had to do the the persuasive paper, I think it's going to make September matter less, but I think it's going to make November matter for more teams. For sure. A hundred percent. And in so, September, everybody's jacked up to have football, so they'll watch it anyway. Correct. I just, I just think you're sort of swapping out some importance. Yes, there will be some games that used to be really important that won't be as important. But in November, there will be, for the football fan that, that, who would normally only watch his or her team, well, now you're, you know, if your team's a two-loss team that's trying to squeak in at the 11th or 12th spot, well, now you're watching 10 games. Yeah. Well, and I think you can maybe make the argument, is this how you, until you can get contracts, is this how you deter opting out by making more games matter for longer? Oh, I hadn't even thought about uh, it sure. like that, but sure. Uh, two quick hits, Jeff. I know I got to go in a second. Uh, first, that Memphis tied in any good? It's on the so point. he is an extremely good pass catcher, and he's very athletic. The only concern that I have is, the knock on him is blocking, and we've seen. I think we saw the final whatever it was, what four games, when Ole Miss doesn't have a tight end that can block, that offense just starts to get. All, you don't even want to say pedestrian. It just looks like it. It's it just stalls. Yeah. Buy or sell uh, Grizzlies the one seed in the West. I think you have to sell right now because in the end. If you look at how many teams are jumbled within like just four games, Six. it's basically like, yeah. And I think what if you get a four and a half and like another, isn't it nine? Yeah, there's three more at five back. So if you're five within five is Golden State at 20 and 19. So I think just mathematically you have to sell. Okay. And I think though, if you want to say like, would I say the Grizzlies have as good of a chance as anyone else? 
The one caveat that I have is Denver because Denver finally looks like they've got it going. Yep. Yep. And Denver, you know, Memphis has gone to Denver and gotten punked in the past, but they went to Denver this year and they got really punked. When, when Denver's dialed in defensively, they're, they're different. Now, I mean, I guess the, the argument would be they didn't have Bain, but Bain coming back from the injury has not looked. Let's just say it wasn't like a, oh, just run it back out there. And I think he is dealing with some pain. Is Danny, Danny Green going to play? So the question is whether or not Danny Green becomes a trade chip or if Danny Green is their view of, well, that is our trade. Like, he's supposed to come back around the All-Star break. So the question for them is there are people that are making, I think, a reasonable case that the Grizzlies do need to make one move. Mm -hmm. My question, though, is do the Grizzlies think they've already got that move and therefore they don't have to give up assets and the move would be Danny Green potentially coming in? I mean, he's the ultimate 3 and D guy to come in and, and space the floor if he's healthy. I mean, that's that, that's the whole question. The Grizzlies aren't going to let any medical info leak out, which I guess they shouldn't because if the end, in the end, if they want to trade him, you know, you've got that info. It's true. But I think if you made me guess, they view that as the deadline deal that he comes, he comes, he starts playing and that's their deadline move. What's the show this afternoon? Uh, let's see this afternoon. I don't even, I, I don't even know. I've now gotten to the point where like, I just, at nine o'clock, I, I try to figure out where the day's going. <laughs> I mean, the Grizzlies played Charlotte last night and let me tell you what, I've never seen an NBA team that it looked more miserable to be a part of like everyone from Clifford to the bench to the players on the, like that just looks like a miserable experience. Well, you get, we're at the point in the season where like, I was I, I watched a little bit of uh, Thunder Magic last night. The Thunder were sort of checked out a night after. Yeah, after they, the they they won their they won their they won their finals game. Yeah, they won their big game, and a night later they're like, ah, we have to do this again. I mean, I, you are at that point in the season where the schedule losses happen for sure. Oh yeah, like the Grizzlies go to Orlando tonight, and after winning by what they could have named their score last night, you could tell me like they show up on the second night of a back to back, and neither team cares, and it just becomes a gross game. Oh, it almost certainly will. But that's yeah. good teams win. They'll, I think they'll win that game because they're just better than Orlando. And Orlando can't win two in a row because someone in the organization is going to go, hey, look, guys. What are we doing here? What do we stop? <laughs> Wait, no, I, I was listening to Rosillo. Uh, hey, there's no tanking in the NBA. There is a lot less tanking this year. Well, I do actually. I will give them credit. I do think the play-in thing has kind of worked a little bit. I'm, I'm going to give Silver, who I don't really like, some credit as well. I think he must have sent some sort of private communication to the league. Like, Hey, I'm serious. We're, My issue with silver is less silver. It's the, it's the, it's the same thing. It's like Adam silver and Justin Herbert are the same thing to me. I don't, I don't think either of them is particularly bad. In fact, I think they're probably pretty good relatively relative to their competition. It's the way that they get covered. And the fact that everyone treats them like they're, truly like special yeah that's my problem i do think he must have sent some sort of a memorandum out that, that had some teeth that said hey if i catch you tanking there will be consequences or he told owners that and then yeah. owners and, and then owners did. Yeah. because fewer yeah. teams are just sitting dudes now we're not to the point of the season where you've shut it down nuts coming yeah we still got march and april yeah, yeah. hey buddy thanks thanks for the time appreciate it no, no basketball questions no almost basketball questions
Ole Miss basketball. What do you? It's a good product. What good you, product, guys. Yeah, it's interesting. See you, buddy. All right, y'all be good. That was right. Joining us every single Thursday for context. There, the Charlotte Hornets have the worst record in the NBA. They are ten and twenty nine on the uh, on the season. So I guess they're doing their job technically. Three and seven in their last ten is probably too many for uh, for them. So, who's got the worst record? Charlotte, ten and ten and twenty nine. Ooh, that's bad. Pistons eleven and thirty. They suck. That's mm-hmm. totally unfair. Rockets ten and twenty eight. They're they're tanking. Spurs twelve and twenty six. They're trying to tank. And then Thunder sixteen and twenty two. That's too good. Oh, too good. You're, you're you're competitive. The Thunder are not a bad. They I mean, don't. They're only eight and a half out. They don't suck. No, they're not good, but they don't suck, and they have too many good young players. I mean, if you just like close standings, the NBA in the West. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Nuggets, Grizzlies tied for the one seed. Pelicans a half back in the three. Mavs two and a half back in the four. Kings four back in the five. Clippers four back in the six. Blazers five back in the seven. Suns five back in the eight. And Golden State five back in the nine. Here's one for you. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans own the Lakers pick. Oh. The Pelicans who could conceivably win the West. Now Zion's out for a little while. Three weeks, I think. And no one's on, who knows. They could win the lottery and have Victor Winbanyama and Zion Williamson together. Good luck. Suddenly it yeah. They're interesting. They get interesting fast. They're pretty interesting now. Yeah. My Winbanyama dream's just not going to come true. I'm, I'm taking all of that energy, and I'm now putting it on Shohei Otani. Except uh, you had a lot of Cubs in- energy, and they did nothing. And then now you're in NBA draft energy. No, you did a little bit. You signed Nansby. Sorry. Eric Hosmer. Okay. Tucker Barnhart. Okay. I mean, 
Still got percentage my... of the country that can pick Tucker Barnhart out of a lineup. Zero point zero 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 one. We got Dansby Swanson. You do. I mean, most Vanderbilt name ever. He is. He was. He went one one in the draft. He, he's awesome. I like Dansby. He was a hell of a good college player. He was one for the Braves. He did. Got a ring. Yeah. Bringing championship medal into the organization right now is what you're doing. Well, that's the point. I'm not going to lie to you. Yesterday, when Rafael Devers signed the extension with Boston, I was. 11 I was, for 331. I was crestfallen for a few minutes. Is that right? 11 yeah. for 331. See where Carlos Baerga broke that news? That's twice this year that he's broken big free agency news. Really? No, I didn't see that. Yep. What's he doing? He's just scooping people. Just a dude? Down in the Dominican. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that's funny. That's twice. He had the Verlander scoop, and now he had the... Uh, that's funny. He had the Devers scoop. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Red Sox reporters were like, I had no idea. Carlos Baerga. No, I didn't know that. It's really fascinating. Yep. He was on the um, the Indians team that was far better than the Braves in 95 when the Braves did win their World Series. Yep. Baerga was... That was one of the few where the Braves were probably complete underdogs and, and won the series. Um, that Indians team not getting a title... Yeah, they were was so good. They were really good for a long time. I mean, you're talking about some dudes on that team. Yeah, I mean, that's Baerga and Vizquel and Lofton and Ramirez, Manny Ramirez was on that team. Was Roberto Alomar on that team? I don't recall him. Um, hold on. I'll pull up their lineup because now I'm curious. 95 Indians. They went 144 because it was it was the after the strike, so it was a shortened regular season. Okay. They went 144, won the AL Central. They swept the division series over the Red Sox. They beat the Mariners and the ALCS 4-2 to two and then lost in game six to the Braves when Tom Glavin um, threw really well. And uh, David Justice, I think, hit the solo homer. I think it was Justice. If it wasn't, then I'm wrong. Yeah, I think, but, it, was, I think it was Justice. Um, Otis Nixon caught the last out. Mm -hmm. um, it was a fly out to center field. Uh, the lineup for the Cleveland Indians in 1995, their two catchers were Sandy Alomar and Tony, Tony Pena. Paul Sorrento, Carlos Baerga, Omar Vizquel, Jim Tomey, Albert Bell, Kenny Lofton, Manny Ramirez, and Eddie Murray. Shoo. Was a lineup for the Cleveland Indians some, in 95. That's some dudes. Some that's, dudes. And that's Jim Tomey in his prime. I mean, that's some dude. That's a pretty good team. Dave Winfield was on that team. It was old Dave Winfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, their their bench had some really, really old guys and some interesting young guys. Like they had uh Winfield was 43 on that team. Yeah. Uh, but Jeremy Burnett's was 26. Brian Giles was 24 on that team mm. as a as a sub. Um Who, really who's the was pitching on that, on that team? The pitchers on that team were Charles Nagy. Um, oh, he was and that was prime. He was a dude. Prime yeah. Nagy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Poole, Alan Embry. Yeah, he was good. Paul Ossenmacher, Julian Tavares, Bud Black, Jose Mesa was uh, was on that team. Um, Chad OJ was on that team. Mm -hmm. um, Jason Grimsley was on that team. Oral Hershiser was on that team. Pretty good team. Had a really interesting team from like a historic standpoint of dudes that either had had hell of lacious careers or. We're going to have hellacious careers, one or the uh, or the other. There, 
yeah, really, really kind of a fascinating roster. You've been corrected, by the way. They're saying Grissom caught the. Oh, that is right. Not yeah. Nixon. That is correct. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's correct. Two good players. Two good players. Grissom and Nixon. Yeah. Mark Wollers was the closer at the time to the pitch. Yeah. He was really good for a while. Oh, yeah. He'd just be another dude today. Everybody throws 100 now. Middle relievers, 95, 96. Everybody. Change of pace now is like 92. I mean, you're, you're, you're a thumber. I mean, seriously, if you're a guy that works at like 90, 91, you're considered an off-speed guy. It wasn't that long ago that was normal. Reversal ever? I mean, sure. Or things, is that where we are? Things are always cyclical. I mean, if enough guys start... Everybody starts doing the same thing, you have to have something different. Well, if enough guys start blowing their arms out, trying to throw 104, at some point someone's going to wise up and go, hey, it's about location. I do think getting rid of the shift helps the game. It it annoys me in a way they're making the rule, but at the end of the day, I get I'm, 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 I'm fine. I get it. Yeah. I think I'm okay with it. On one hand, I'm like, I don't care if you put eight people in right field. On but, the On the other, I get it. I begrudgingly just say okay and go, yep, all right. I I understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and the whole deal. So that's no uh look at us. On January the fifth, we've talked MLB and NBA. Who else can we piss off? Let's see. Let's, let's, what else? Well, there is the big soccer news with with the Have US you Men's kept National. up with this? No, I, that was the thing. I probably should know a little more because I've seen it and kind of glossed over it multiple times. I mean, this is it is a Hell of a story. The two families go way back. I mean, they are like interconnected, like DNA. And they are wrecking a national soccer team. No, probably not. Well, not in this part of the calendar. It doesn't right. matter right now. But they're, they're, had this happened six months ago, I, I wouldn't want to be Raina moving forward where you're creating this sort of drama on the team. I don't know how you show up it's fair. for the next time the team gets together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this drama is because of you and your parents. Yeah, sure. Whether they were going to keep that coach or not remains to be seen. And they still could. But it's all based on something that happened 27 years ago. Just feels, but it's gotten some ink. I mean, I listened to a podcast about it yesterday. It was it was pretty interesting. I don't know what made me think of this. Somebody said in the stream that they were eager to watch Tennessee baseball again because something crazy happens every weekend. Speaking of guys throwing 100 and up, you know, Ben Joyce was the 103 guy or whatever it was. Um, I was talking to somebody in college baseball last night. We were discussing LSU essentially buying a championship for mm -hmm. this coming season. And they think with the starting lineup, rotation, and on field, if anybody's curious about what baseball numbers would look like at that level, that uh, they think it's somewhere between one and a half and two million dollars for the the LSU baseball team um, in NIL at this point, somewhere in there. Um, did, did a poll come out yesterday for what college baseball, like a preseason poll of something? There, I've only the only preseason poll I've seen come out so far is collegiate baseball. Why? Well, I saw a couple of tweets yesterday about rankings. 
I did not see a reputable poll come out yesterday. Okay. I could be wrong. I could have missed something, but I did not see a reputable poll. Come I thought out. I saw a couple of teams. Maybe this is, let's see, hold on. I thought I saw a couple of teams tweet, we'll start off at number whatever. Oh, really? In the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I did not see that, but that does not necessarily mean anything. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, it does not matter. Polls do not matter. Certainly not in January. The collegiate baseball poll is out, and it's the it's it's the least relevant of any of the major ones to me. Uh, Lou does not do a very good job, in my opinion. Um, they have Ole Miss at twenty four to begin the year. Is where uh, where's LSU? One. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they put together a yeah no they it, it's, it's 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 silly. I mean it really is. It's it's silly. I'm curious. I mean I'm I'm all in on watching it. Sure. Um, because even in baseball, same thing. You get a bunch of portal guys in, something does go wrong early. Do they go, hey, draft, I don't give a shit. Just get me to mm-hmm. hand me the ball, let me pitch, and let me move on with my day. But it's my where's, where's Vanderbilt in there? Talking about Christian Little coming from Vanderbilt, speaking of. like yeah. it's, a, it's some dudes. Um, Vanderbilt is at nine. LSU one, Florida two, A&M four, Tennessee five, Arkansas seven, Vanderbilt 9, Southern Miss 18, State 22, Ole Miss 24. So the league will be easy again this year. Oh, yeah, cake. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. oh, good. Don't worry about it. Ole Miss opening league play at Vanderbilt. Um, really good Really good home series, though. They get Florida, Arkansas, and LSU at home this uh, this year. Yeah. All, all three there. Um, but, yeah, I was told yesterday, NIL-wise for baseball, um, Ole Miss was probably because they now next year Ole Miss will be one or two in the portal because I think we're talking, we're talking college baseball on January, whatever, but whatever. Um, no, but that we're talking 2024 college baseball. Well, that's true. We are. If you look at Ole Miss's roster, I can easily get you a scenario where all eight gloves are gone for next season. They lose the entire defensive lineup okay. going into 2024. So, Ole Miss will be incredibly portal heavy um, next year going into 2024. I was told this year for the current rosters, um, LSU, Tennessee, and Arkansas spent the most portal uh, NIL money from a portal that. standpoint. I can buy that. Tennessee's got um, a bunch of transfer guys. Yeah, they got the good the kid from BYU that's really good. Um, the shortstop doesn't hit a ton, but in that park, if you hit a fly ball, it goes out of the park. So um, Arkansas was pretty heavy in the portal. Yeah, I heard those three spent the most mm-hmm. money, something like that. Um, but yeah, next year Ole Miss is turning over a ton um, from a lineup standpoint. It's everybody. Arkansas is fascinating from a portal standpoint because they've spent a bunch of money in the basketball portal. Their team's not going to be as good as they thought it would be because they have two the two injuries. Uh, Brazil got hurt and Smith's not playing. And they're spending a bunch of money in baseball. They're not doing it yet in football. No, they've been a lot more traditional in football yeah. with how they have put rosters together, good or bad or whatever. Speaking of Catalan doing this weekend, yeah, um, from an Arkansas to Ole Miss standpoint, I have sent messages to him. He has not gotten quickly back. I know to you. people who know him, so trying hard. It's an interesting weekend because look, if he's healthy, he's a damn good player. I mean, there's no sure. doubt about that. Catalan's good. It's, um, it, his problem also is getting healthy and then staying healthy. Right. You know, he's had two. This one was a knee and then the shoulder this time. So his ability to stay healthy is the question with him. But, no, he's an elite player. And then 
I, I'm a little mixed on what I think, but Mike Wright do in this weekend. Vanderbilt quarterback uh, in the portal would be a contender for the Ole Miss backup, would be the backup, obviously, if he were to uh, show up on campus. So. Brady Allen from Purdue, who did not play, yeah. is is coming in. I, he's got lots of tools. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. And then the tight end from Memphis that we talked about earlier. Correct. As of today, those are the guys that are coming It's in. an interesting group. I mean, I at least go, oh, okay, that's – Well, sure. That's – Something they've got to add some dudes. They need they need. Dudes. Here's the thing about the portal, and Tyler and I talked about this yesterday on McCready and Siski, and it relates to Ole Miss. It's not specific to Ole Miss. It's not exclusive to Ole Miss. You can go get DBs. You can go get quarterbacks. Can you get offensive linemen? Can you get defensive linemen? And if you can't, are you just building? I used the Easter egg analogy. You get the chocolate egg. At Easter, and you get the egg, and you're like, "Okay, is this is this the solid egg? Where we're or, going? Okay, is this the solid egg or that's got tons of chocolate? We're just gonna that's what you want, yeah, yeah. Or is this the egg that when you bite it, it crumbles because it's hollow on the inside? Oh, or cream filled. But let's go with hollow, okay? Because if you don't have line play, you can build the rest of it up. Be all flashy and talk about Dart and Judkins. And you, and you and can put Duke. fancy gold foil on it, make it look really fancy. But at the end of the day, it's hollow. Are you good enough up front for it to matter? And I don't know the answer to that. And, I, and again, I don't think it's strictly. Those big chocolate bunnies are all hollow inside. Yeah, and so once you bite it, the bunny falls completely yeah, the apart. The ears just like a cone. It no. just it falls apart. So that's what you kind of wonder. Is there enough? Need can, linemen. Can you get enough? Can you get linemen out of the portal? You I've heard nothing else about Damian George from Alabama mm -hmm. at this point. I hadn't heard another word. Again, there's some connections there. He was a high school teammate of Zach Evans. And I look, know he toyed with the portal last year. And look, he couldn't get on the field at mm -hmm. Alabama, you right. know? So, I mean, what do you. Teams are taking their Guys proven get offensive in portals, linemen. And there's always something. Now, it might just be getting a payday. I don't know, but there's always something. Right. Right. With Catalan, it's injuries. With the kid at Purdue, it's he didn't play. With Mike Wright, it's he lost his job. Yeah. The kid at Memphis is a little more interesting because I think he looks at Memphis and goes, ah, it's probably time to move on. But there's always this, there's this tendency for people that I've noticed to take portal guys and turn them into, oh, superstar, elite. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you wrote a piece. I mean, Ole Miss had some hits in the portal. Ole Miss had some misses in the portal. But I'm focused on the lines of scrimmage. Yeah, right Ole now. Miss had very few bust, but they didn't have a ton of guys who far exceeded what you thought their production might be. And you need you need dudes who take that extra step. You know, you need that 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 step. Yeah. Um grind out here playing chess he says bite the bunny's head off and fill it with bluebell ice cream oh now we're it's a lot of calories now right now there. we're cooking it's a bunch of calories get some get some melted peanut butter and some caramels chocolates it's hard cream, to believe i used to i used to do stuff like maybe that. some cherries not the cherries i used to do you stuff like, like that no not really really not really like maraschino or like real cherries like a rainier cherry or Either. whatever oh really yeah okay I'm not a big fruit guy. I never have been. Even beyond the banana. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, like, I can eat an apple or whatever, but I would it, never. It like, doesn't do anything for you, though. I never, like, wake up and go, you know what? I'd love an apple. Or I'd love an orange. I eat a lot of grapes. 
And I like grapes fine. I like, I grapes. never go. That's you know, like a snack. I'll go grab a handful. I never of grapes. go. I'd like some grapes today. Or you can freeze them and get kind of a sweet, like, and, yeah. know, almost kind of make it like a candy almost. You're just kind of letting it melt. I, I, I can do that with the raspberries a little bit. That's about the extent of it. I'm Ooh. just not a big fruit guy. Like, I don't like strawberry at all. Really? Mm-mm. Which is part of the reason why you hate all the artificial flavoring of any of those things. Probably. Because they just doesn't do anything for me. Strawberry syrup or flavoring or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pass. Um, in the AFC, by the way, going into the last week in the regular season, no official announcement still, but a lot more media yesterday saying that it would just be a winning percentage situation around Buffalo and Cincinnati going into uh, the final week in the playoffs. Here's a Cincinnati writer who's pretty sharp. Okay. He said that he had been told before the injury mm-hmm. that if Cincinnati Baltimore decided the AFC North, it would be a 325 game. Okay. Cincinnati and Baltimore play at noon. Okay. They're not making up that game. Right. Because Baltimore is one and a half back of Cincinnati. I'm not convinced the Bills are going to play Sunday. Oh, really? It's out there. Okay. And if they don't play, they're guaranteed the two. I guess so. They are. New, because New England's New England needs the game because New England needs to play and win the game. Oh. But you can't make the Bills forfeit. Can you? I, they have to play, right? I, I get the, it. I get it. I get it. But don't they have to play? I, I think if I'm the NFL, I go to the Bills and I'm like, guys, you, you, we've got a job to do. Yeah. We've got contracts to fulfill. I, I I get it. Yeah, you can't end the Patriots season with the game not played. Right? That's what I think. Some people would say that we're being callous. And maybe we are. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I just, I'm curious. Hmm. And look, if you're the Bengals and you win on Sunday, and let's say, just for kicks and if giggles. If the Patriots didn't play, they would need a Dolphins loss and a Steelers loss to make the playoffs. If I'm the Bengals yeah. and I beat Baltimore on Sunday and somehow Kansas City loses on Saturday, kind of raising my hand going, kind of would like to finish the game. We could get the one. Well, of course. Kind of would like to finish the game, please. Yeah. As of now, we do know at least the... Well, no, we don't. We know, let's see. In the AFC, going into the final weekend, Chiefs would have the bye at 13-3. and three, And I guess they're if, this, if, the, if that game doesn't finish, the Chiefs are guaranteed the one seed. They would have the bye. Bills uh, currently would be the two, and they would play the Patriots in their first round. Again, Patriots in a three-way tie with the Dolphins and the Steelers, but they have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Bengals are currently the three. They have If they don't play that game, they have clinched the NFC North. They yep. would be the three. Yep. Uh, Ravens can't catch them. Jags obviously cannot catch them. As of right now, the Jaguars are the, are the four seed um, in the uh, – in the AFC, the Titans still alive at seven and nine. That game Sunday obviously means something. So who's the five? Who's the six? Is it Ravens at six? Right now, it's Chargers at five, Ravens at six. So today we would get Ravens, Bengals again, 
Chargers, Jags. Today. So if you're the Bengals and you know you're not going to make up this game and you're going to play the Ravens again in a week, you don't play Burrow and everybody on Sunday. You hand the ball to who's it, Jared Allen? It's because like, you can't get past. And you're like, I, I mean, I got, I got to have, I got to have answers to questions if I'm, if I'm some of these teams, and I know everybody, and I'm not, I'm not. Obviously, the the the, the thought process is still very much on on the Bills and and and. That. Oh, are the Titans not still alive? I thought they were. Are they not? No, they're still alive. They can beat the Jags and get in on Sunday. Uh, I think they have to have some more help, but. They, okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm asking. They're still. They still have a pulse. I mean, they would tie them at least for the division. So. Okay. But don't you have to have some answers before you go into the weekend? Yes, Titans have not been eliminated. Right. If again, if you're the Bengals, don't you have to have some answers? And I realize it's it's like not not supposed to ask, but at some point you got to know. Hey, are we are we? Well, yeah, I mean, you do have to make decisions. Is there a scenario yes. where we make this game up? Because if it is, certain people are playing. If there's not, certain people aren't. Right. I mean, Joe Mixon isn't getting a carry in a meaningless game. No, Jamar no. Chase is not running a route in a meaningless game. If T. Higgins needs more time, I'm giving it to him. Mm-hmm. Similar situation in the NFC going into the weekend. The Eagles have, uh, let's see, they're at 13-3. and three. Have they clinched, or can the Niners tie them and get it? I don't know the answer to that. Um, the Eagles are 13-3. and three. As of right now, they would be the one. The uh, let's see, the 49ers. And let me see, what are what's the glossary of terms on a on an X? Oh, just a birth. Okay, no. All right, Eagles 13 and three. Um, they would be the one seed today. Today, the 49ers would host the Seattle Seahawks in the first round. The Minnesota Vikings would be the three. They would host the New York Giants in the first round. The New York Giants have clinched a playoff berth, by the way. Yes, they clinched it last week. They are uh, they are in. And then your 4-5 game today would be Buccaneers and Cowboys. Apparently, the uh, the Cowboys can also still catch the Eagles. So there's, there's, there's a good bit of turnover possible there in the NFC. The Seahawks, Lions, and Packers all tied for that seven spot in the uh, – in the NFC Packers controlled their own destiny. I think if they win on Sunday That's night, correct. I think they can pass Seattle no matter what. That's correct. And then if the Rams beat Seattle, the Lions can beat the Packers and get in on Sunday night. Yeah. Cause the Lions are watching another game. And if it, they've got to have the Rams beat the Seahawks and then suddenly they're all in. And if it doesn't happen, they're like, well, why are we here? Yeah. Packers are in pretty good shape at that point. Yeah. So that is your, uh, your setup there in the, uh, uh, Austin, thanks for the super chat. He says, do you think the Titans regret the A.J. Brown trade? Yes. Yes, they do. They fired their GM in part because of that trade. Yeah, Randall says number one seed up for grabs. Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners all can end up with the one going into the final weekend. Niners are dangerous. They're real dangerous. I mean, there's some dudes. NFL playoffs are always good. They'll be good this year. And now you've got you've got more stuff. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like there's all this stuff that comes in where teams are like, well, might have been different if. Is there an update, by the way, on Hamlin? I've of, not of seen of anything definitive. I've seen some positive comments. 
That's about all I've got. Um, okay. I have not seen anything beyond that. I mean, let me just do, I mean, you would hope the internet would be kind to you if I just do a really quick search to get a, anything updated this morning. I saw where the hospital said there would be no update yesterday, which I thought was, I don't know what I thought. Uncle yesterday says he's trending upwards again. I, I don't know. Um, that's I, I see that quote. He's still sedated, correct? To the best of my knowledge. Okay. Yes. I know. Uh, I had a doctor send me a message that said that they won't really know until they get him, him off sedation. Right. The father addressed the Bills team yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's been very little concrete information come out of the family or the hospital at this point, and really none from the media. Sensitive topic, obviously. Yeah, if you're Sean McDermott, at some point, if you're going to play, you've got to tell your team, hey, okay, guys, we've got a job to do. None of them want to do it. Texas A&M got a technical last night for forgetting their jerseys um, yeah. in, in College Station. So. And then looked good. They win? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Uh, Mike White in Georgia got a big win. Beat Auburn last Beat night. Beat Auburn last night, yeah. Kind of controlled it. Yeah, played really well. Auburn's got some issues. It's, relative to kind of what we might have thought. Auburn's got uh, – who's Auburn got next? I think they have Arkansas next, then they come to Ole Miss. I think they get Arkansas in Auburn, and then they come here. On Tuesday, they do come here on Tuesday or Wednesday. So they've got some they've got some interesting games coming up for Ole Miss. That's this these next two games. You got to figure out a way to win one of them, and that's the one that if you had to pick one, that's the one you circle. Kermit's teams typically play Bruce's teams well. Um, Ole Miss has played well against Auburn the last few years. Even last year when they lost a couple of games, they played them well. Um. He needs to win that one. Yeah, last night in the SEC, as we said, uh, Arkansas knocked off Missouri 74-68. Ricky Council went for 25 for the Hogs in that one. Uh, Georgia 76-64. I want to back up on that one for a minute. Let's back up on that one. I I know Arkansas won the game, and they they had a really strong second half. But Missouri is a completely different club. I know I think I said that earlier. They're a completely different club. They're fun to watch. Dennis Gates has them playing a, a they have an identity. I was actually I watched I watched a lot of Georgia Auburn. I pretty much watched the whole game. And then I watched the last 30 minutes of Arkansas Missouri. And uh after the game, Eric Musselman, the Arkansas coach, was talking about Missouri and he said they're one of those teams that when you watch them on tape, you can see an identity every right. game. And they absolutely have one. They get up and down. They they are tough. They're completely like look, I if you told me Missouri's a tournament team, I buy it one hundred percent. I mean, that was a big win. Arkansas was down seventeen and came back, but that was a really good game. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, sorry. It was a game Missouri would like to kick itself over right now. Yeah. Uh Arkansas switched it up at halftime. They made some really good adjustments. Uh they brought in um the uh, freshman from um, where's he from? Morrillton, Arkansas. The the kid is a shooter, uh, Pinion, and he 
got open for some threes and knocked them down, and that spaced. spaced if, if you're the floor. curious about Mizzou, their upcoming schedule is interesting to me. They've got Vanderbilt at home game. You go, you win. Uh huh. At A and M, at Florida, mm-hmm. Arkansas at home, Alabama at home. Okay. So a little bit of a hey, yeah. got a couple chances there yeah, really for sure. And then so they, they go to Ole Miss right Jan- after that, January twenty fourth. I think yeah. Iowa State at home is their Big Twelve game. Okay. Which I don't know if they're any good or not. Um. Let's see. And then I had one more here. Well, you mentioned A and M. A and M wins sixty six sixty three in Gainesville last night. Yeah, over, big win uh, for them over Florida. Mm-hmm. And then the other games I did not mention on Saturday, as you just alluded to, it's Georgia at Florida. That's an SEC network start at noon. Ooh, Mike White going back to Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Tennessee at South Carolina, 230 SEC network. That ought to be a freebie for the Vols. LSU at A&M at 5 o'clock, oh. SEC network. Big big moment for A&M. They've, they can capitalize and kind of get back into this. And the, uh, the second part of that doubleheader will be Arkansas at Auburn, as alluded. That's a big, big game for both teams. It's an opportunity for, for Arkansas. And then, again, you've got Ole Miss State and then Kentucky at Alabama early. Yeah. Feels like the tide will take care of the Wildcats. I bet Coleman's rocking. That'll be a – And when Coleman's rocking, my, my and, and State's going to be rocking. It's where you have to be honest about things if you're Ole Miss. You have to say, look around the league – You you just can't you you can't have a half full arena for SEC games and go oh all is well you just can't. Well, basketball is fun. I mean, Florida had a nice crowd last night. You Isn't can't it? get a ticket to Bud Walton. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the crowd at the at the, at the Georgia game was. They they had a, they had a decent crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just it's got to be it. Basketball's fun. It's got to be fun. Like Missouri, who who does Missouri have Saturday? Uh, let's see. I bet they have a huge crowd. Missouri is at home against Vanderbilt on Saturday. I bet they fill it up for Vanderbilt. Yep. Um, they should. He's got people. They 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 play a fun brand. Ole Miss women are at home tonight, trying to get to three and zero in the SEC after beating State in Starkville the other day. They played the Vanderbilt Commodores, who are nine and seven, at six o'clock tonight at the Pavilion on uh, SEC Network. So, yeah, a, she's got she's got them back in the very much in the very tournament much picture. in the tournament picture. Yeah. yeah, it was a big game, a good win for them over State on uh, just to kind of break that streak and to get the win for the season both at the uh, at the same time and doing it without Shakira Austin, who was taken in the WNBA draft last year. So. Six o'clock tonight for uh for that one. Is that yeah. why you've been wearing all that WNBA gear lately? It is, yeah, absolutely. A lot of Chicago Sky stuff. Is that, that stick, the sticker on the back of your car? Just the <laughs> mass. It's it's so. I mean, you're the only one in Oxford. It's got I'm that. the only one in yeah, Oxford. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Rebels thirteen and two on the uh, on the season there. So, well, uh, back tonight. Uh, you guys will carry this thing, or we'll be very, very quick out of here. But we'll we'll show up for you if you like to talk or take calls. Yeah, we'll take calls, you and we'll you can ask in the thread. You can take calls. We, we won't stay forever, but we'll. we'll it probably will not be a two-hour show tonight. We're out certainly. of football season. We're just kind of here, but we're here. Um, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, 
and uh, and see where it goes from there. So uh, that tonight, back with you. Appreciate the stream. Pretty lively today. A lot of good conversation. Thanks for the Super Chats as well. Rebelgrove.com. In the meantime, decent official visit, visit weekend for the Rebels this weekend from a transfer portal standpoint. We'll talk to you again. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.